Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and uh, the man who likes aeroplane jelly is with me today, and his name is Oliver Deer. I like aeroplane jelly. Aeroplane jelly for me, because I'm old, the aeroplane jelly boy. Here I am. And we're back. Do you actually like jelly? Um... That's a that's a topic. That's a topic right there because mm. because I don't mind jelly, don't mind a bit of jelly, but I haven't had it in a very long time. I saw a video recently of um, of a man who was trying to eat as much jelly as possible using only chopsticks, <laughs> and I think he needed to beat like a minute and a half. And I think he's like I don't know, I don't think they were doing it correctly, like. I don't know if you're allowed to have, like, clumps of it so you can just, like, kind of scoop it up. But I'm just thinking, like, he's he's putting it in his mouth, right? Mm. And then he's chewing a bit. And I'm thinking, you don't need to chew jelly. Nah. That should just go straight down the hatch. Yeah. What's, you're wasting your minute and a half bloody chewing there, mate. Now, if it if it had some ice cream in there, that's that's something different because it's cold. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> you got to let it warm up in your mouth a little bit <laughs> before it goes down the hatch. That's one of Jelly's most infamous <laughs> traits is that you can very easily just swallow the stuff, like, l- very largely because it will disintegrate as you swallow or it will like, conform to the size exactly. of your throat. Hey, I was thinking um, before we get into the... Um, to the topic of this week, which is um, Star Wars, a solo film. Yes. A Star Wars movie, the, solo The film. solo, solo Star um, Wars film. You've been a little bit busy lately with um, with your projects. Yes, I sure have. I am going to make the big assumption, the big mood, Cole, that you have not been uh, playing video games lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I haven't been playing. Actually, do you know what? I have been playing a little bit of the Nintendo Switch because... It's it's oh. very easy and convenient to just pick up and play a little bit and then put it down again. Well, uh, since we're talking, sorry, uh, since mm-hmm. we're talking video game corners here, I've recently bought some some new video games, and as you know, Ollie, I'm notorious for buying buying things and then yeah. n- never using them. Um, for example, the Blu-rays that I talked about only a couple months ago, they haven't moved from the desk oh in God. which I was <laughs> reading them from uh, during the podcast episode a month ago that we filmed that. But I have been playing a real-life video game recently, oh. Ollie. Can you guess what it is? A real-life video a real game. A real-life video it's game. It's not really a video game. It's more of a just a game. Uh, chess. You've been playing lots of chess. No, because... <laughs> No, chess is really hard, and I've notoriously <laughs> never been able to get into it because I don't understand it. Because I never, I never played it as a child. Okay. So every time someone's like, "Hey, let's play chess," I'm like, "How about checkers?" <laughs> and they go, "No." <laughs> now, nah, yeah, checkers, checkers is better than chess. I would say I'd make that call. No, I've been, um, I've been working on a one thousand piece puzzle. Oh my god. What a what a hobby to take yeah, up. I know. I know. It's been really good actually because I'm because I'm doing some um I'm doing some other stuff that needs my audio I need my ears, I should say. So, I'm just working on these little puzzles, but I'm listening to these uh to these podcast episodes that I need to do. And the puzzle is perfect, but I have noticed that I've only got a certain number of puzzle pieces left. I did buy this from an op shop. Uh-huh. I think there is literally one piece missing. Just the one. That is, that's probably why it was sent to the op shop. Some, some person was just like, no, I cannot handle this. Put it in the op shop. And then, yep. and you've been the unlucky boy to come across. And what are you going to do? I'm going to, 
you know what I'm going to do? I've already got it planned. I'm going to post a Snapchat <laughs> of me putting in the last piece in, and it's going to be like, oh my God. And then I'm going to zoom out, and there's going to be the one piece left. And then I'm going to throw the puzzle across the floor and shatter <laughs> it to a million other pieces. <laughs> I think it's the only reason why I bought this puzzle, really. <laughs> so I could just make a 10 second piece of content to be viewed once by each of my four friends. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that what making content is all about? A lot of effort for a little payoff, but a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> a little bit of a chuckle from every one yes, of your friends. That's what content is all yeah. about. That's why we do a podcast. Yes, um, here we are. So, so let's let's talk about what our podcast is actually talking about this month, uh, this week. Jeez, I'm really off my game today. That, that one piece of pu- it's literally staring at yeah, me. Like right. I can, I've got the I've got the one thousand pieces right to the left of me, yeah. and I just got this one piece that is absolutely not with the rest of the pile. And it I, is- I was going to say, I could just do a bit of a 3D model of a puzzle, and we can 3D, you know, composite that into your Snapchat. Ooh. And so it looks like it looks like you've got a puzzle piece in there. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, let's talk about Solo. Yeah. A Star Wars story. Um, first off, I, we, we discussed before the podcast started that we're going to talk about what we knew yep. about the film before we talk about our thoughts on it. Ollie, as someone who had to know nothing before the film, as that is the part of the podcast in which you play, how much of the film had you known about? Are you saying this because you know I know I know things or... And you're trying to catch me out and say you're not good at your job. Oh, you haven't obeyed the rules of the podcast, and you've you've learnt too much about solo, because that's what I've done. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that my um my word document script is clearly on our shared um, Google Drive because that was word for word what I was going to say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, unfortunately, even though I have not watched the trailer at all, and I remain ignorant in that capacity, I hadn't seen any visual material from the film. I knew far too much about behind the scenes mm. on on this film because, um, like I say, I was just working on a film recently and my boss had worked on Solo. He'd often tell me little tidbits about behind the scenes and they somewhat affected my first viewing of the film, definitely. Yeah. Oh, hang on. First? Yeah, so I've actually seen it twice. Ooh. The first time I went and saw it, I was so tired... And I went and, but I was adamant to see it that night because my boss was going to see it. And I thought, I've got to see it with him because he worked on it. And I fell asleep or I was falling asleep kind of about maybe half an hour in. I was, you know, nodding off on and off again. Let's, uh, spoilers for Solo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Spoilers for Solo. Solo is one of those films where there is no way to spoil it except for the one massive way to spoil it. Yeah. There's not much to spoil, then there's a big part to spoil. So, yeah. spoilers for Solo. Yeah. Kind of snapped myself back into it when uh, the robot uh, L3, when the robot L3, L3 uh, died. Died, yeah, when she died. Kind of woke up and I was like, okay, you know, I think she got hit by a blaster or something. And then I realized, hmm, what have I kind of missed? I kind of saw a lot of scenes. And then when I went and watched it again, I realized that the whole scene on the mining planet. I completely slept through. Yeah, literally Kessel, the entire point of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and after seeing my first viewing, I was a bit like, eh, it wasn't that good. It had some good parts, but ultimately kind of a boring film. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw it the second time, I saw that scene, I was like, wow, that adds a lot of context. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up enjoying it a lot more on my second time. Like, I really, I really liked it. Interesting. 
Really, really liked it. I think I liked it much more than Rogue One. Uh, and I would say it's a better movie than The Last Jedi as well, uh, as a whole. Oh, my God. As a whole. Are you being serious right now? Oh, 100%. I, I really liked Solo, yeah. I think one of the bits I didn't like about it was because I'd heard so much about production and the fact that they fired the first two directors, Lord and Miller, um, I heard a lot about, from my boss, I learned a lot about their vision and what they were trying to do. And a lot of the the scenes that were cut that originally Lord and Miller had done, and they sounded really funny. Like, apparently, L3's uh, death scene, you know, there were, like, a lot of variations on it, and a lot of them were really touching, but in the film, is is very quick, and it's not as really yeah, heartfelt as what the directors were doing. But I really enjoyed it, though, when I, on my second viewing, and, and appreciating for, you know, what it was rather than what it could have been. I am genuinely baffled that you think <laughs> this is better than... Um, the Last Jedi. Yeah, well, uh, I heard someone recently describe The Last Jedi as it's a movie with some really great high points and then some really low low points. I think Solo's better. I don't know. I think Solo's coherent. Okay. <laughs> interesting. What, what do you think of Solo? Because this is this is going to be really interesting. I think. Yeah. No, I I didn't really care for it. No. Much at all. No, I thought it was. Um, bland and dingy for most of it and uh there it's uh the opposite of um the last jedi in which i think that there were some high points and some low points but the low points definitely outweighed the high points which is the opposite of what i think about the last jedi right because jedi had that terrible casino scene um but i Oh god, what what was good about this? Um, <laughs> Lando was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I think um, Amelia Clark was better than I was expecting because I've seen some stuff that Amelia Clark has been in away from Game of Thrones and it's not been the best. Mm. So I was a little bit like, oh, I wonder if she's going to be able to pull it off, but she did. Mm. Um, I I came around to Alden. Yeah, Alden as Han Solo, but it's a, it's frustrating as well because he obviously did so much training and work into deciding how to get the mannerisms down of a Harrison Ford. You know, th- there were people that were like petitioning for like actual um, impressionists to be to be playing Han, All which right. I don't agree with. But yeah, like he obviously put a lot of work into it. But the one thing that you really can't change that much is your voice, and I yeah. like his voice was like not at all sounding like Han Solo, but like all of his mannerisms, like the stuff that you could do with your hands and your mouth and your your way of speaking yeah, on yeah. point. But yeah. I don't know. I Because I I know a lot of the people beforehand were really angry that he was Han Solo. And I never felt any of that because I'd never seen the trailers. And I also just never really... I didn't like... Han Solo was never like a huge character for me that I cared enough to who they cast for him. Um, but I... I really enjoyed him, and I I think one of the preconceptions that I did have of the film was that my boss said he did a really good job on set. And I, I agree. I, th- I kind of thought it was a bit of a cool a cool cat. A cool cat? Yeah, I think he's cool. A cool cat. Well, I, <laughs> I, well like I said, I, I came around to him, I yeah. came, and it wasn't that I was ever against him. I remember specifically from my old podcast, Pandemonium, that I when this was first announced, mm. I... I, it was the same as um, 
uh, Spider-Man Homecoming chat and Batman versus Superman chat in which when when a big casting decision like this is made, my like quote or my little thing was always going like, they wouldn't have cast that person if he or she wasn't great for the role, which I which has been proven wrong to me. Mm. Uh, thank you very much, Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs. Superman. But other than that, it's all been fine with like me saying Batfleck was going to be okay and I like Alden was going to be fine or else they wouldn't have cast him, you mm-hmm. know, but I- I'm glad that I'm glad that this actually did work out. I, I wonder um, because I, I, I feel the same. I feel like we have very similar opinions on Star Wars and I think we probably had a very similar experience when we first saw it. Uh, sorry, Han Solo, because I think it would be a similar experience when we both saw Rogue One and we kind of walked out of it going, uh, but is it good? Like, was it entertaining? Yeah. And we were both like, not really, except for that, you know, maybe that final scene. I was definitely walked out my first screening of Solo saying the same thing, like, what happened that was good? I think, you know, that maybe that final fight scene where... Uh, between Han and and the bad guy, what's his name? Um, <laughs> uh, Dryden. Dryden, yeah, that's his name. I was going to call him Baxter for yeah. a second, but yeah, for Dryden. Vision. Yeah, the Vision. vision. <laughs> his, I was like, oh yeah, that knife fight, I guess, was kind of cool. Perhaps what one of the things is, is because when you do first, you're seeing the opening scenes and you see Han for the first time, you are, you are totally going, ah, so this is, you know, he, here he is, here's Alden being solo. This is what we've all been waiting for. We're all interested to see it. And all of the press leading up to this and everyone saying, oh, he's not going to be good. He's replacing solo. And I think that definitely sits in the back of your mind. The opening shot of him driving in that speed cruiser, I think you're not on his side because you're you're on the side of, uh, you're... You're trying to be Han Solo driving this car right now. Not You're trying my to look cool. Han Solo. Yeah. Nuh-uh, not my Han Solo. And then you know he does that thing in the in the opening scene. He he's faces against the uh, Lady Proxima, and like you say, you warm to him as the movie goes on. And when I watched it the second yeah. time, because I was already warm to him, and when I saw those opening scenes again, I was like, Nah, I like this is the Solo that I. It's the same person I see at the end of the film. You know, he's the same cool guy, but it's just because you don't have those preconceptions anymore saying oh they're not my solo you know sort of thing you're on his side from the beginning when you see it again yeah i definitely recommend giving it another shot because you might enjoy some of the opening things in a different way or for my case for the first time because i missed out on the first 15 minutes of solo oh did you oh no Okay, I see. Yeah. This so is why you I, asked me. I texted I texted you in the theatre saying what happened at the beginning of Solo. The first thing I saw was Han Solo and uh, Amelia Clark doing the uh, the spaceship on the side thing and just yeah. getting through the little hole and then oh, yeah. it didn't work and then they got caught. Okay. Oh, no, they didn't get caught. They, they ran away on foot. That was the first thing I saw. So I was like, did I miss anything massive? Because like, why are they escaping? Where are they escaping <laughs> from? I... I pieced it together that he was part of the empire right or uh, something he no like he was escaping <laughs> from well like didn't he say later like oh i know how these guys work they wouldn't bring out tie fighters because i knew about it because yeah, that... i was in that camp for a little bit oh that's just because he only knew that because he he escaped by joining the empire remember you saw him um oh into... right so that's yeah that's when he joined the empire not beforehand so, th- I guess when I explained that rock thing to you and Lady Proxima before, you didn't know that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a lot for you to have missed. It it kind of just opens up with his character being, look, this is Han and he's he's just as cocky and, ni- and, you know, 
as ever. No, I, I still I still thought the film was as middle of the road as possible as if I did see the first 15 minutes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I'd, I'd still recommend definitely giving it another go because I think because there's been a lot of hate or, you know, preconceptions building up to this film that I think cloud your judgment whether you realise it does or not because they definitely clouded mine. Well, it, it clouded mine because I knew that, okay, this is this is trailer talk now and... And rumor mill talk. This we're yeah. not talking about the film anymore. That there was there was a lot of shit happening in terms of the actual production of the film. A yep. lot of rumors coming out saying that okay, Lord and Miller they're out, and everybody is happy that they're out. And Alden can't act, and he has an acting coach on set, and they wanted an improvise. They wanted like eighty percent of the script to be improvised away from the key points. Yep. And I'm going in saying okay, how would this have differed from the Lord and Miller vision to what we've got here with Ron Howard? And I thought it was funny, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but they have the whole do not improvise line like three times throughout the film. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I thought that was funny, and I don't know if they were touching their nose when they scripted that one up, but I hope that they were. Um, because, <laughs> because apparently he can't improvise very good anyway. Um, but yeah, so there were, th- I, t- I try to go into films as clear minded as possible, even though the whole point of the show is that I need to cloud my judgment with trailers and whatnot. Like, I don't, th- I don't think I hated this just because I was pre-depo- predisposed to hating it. It's a Star Wars film and I didn't really feel... I just didn't care that much, you know? Yeah. Someone said somewhere that pretty much sums up how I kind of felt about it was that because it's not a mainline Star Wars story, I just had less expectations for it. And so when I saw it, I was kind of, well, at least on my second time, I was pleasantly surprised. It's the story of this guy. And I like uh, Amelia Clarke's arc because I I definitely thought she's going to die because she's not in the other trilogies. And obviously, you know, she's going to die. And that's what makes Han such a, you know, a broody guy. And, you know, that's why he's so angry all the time because he's lost his love. But I think it was really, really interesting that she just decided that she would rather power than have Han, whereas he wanted her. And she used him the whole film. I'm in the same camp with you there where I think that the Amelia Clark storyline was really good. And the fact that we got a twist ending was interesting um i didn't i didn't love how the last the last 15 minutes of the film was everyone backstabbing each other and Mm. even though it says in the film like don't trust anybody and then everybody trusts everybody (laughs) and then when they when they go actually no now i've got my knife to your throat it's like well come on mate you really should have saw that one coming (laughs) like i said there are a lot of high points in this like the last even though there was a lot of backstabbing, I thought the last 15 minutes were really, really, really good. Maybe even the last half hour with all the stuff after the Kessel Run mm. and with Lando like getting in the ship and flying away and then the other Sabacc tournament. I thought all the Sabacc stuff was really fun. Yeah, cool. The the card game. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a lot of cool shots as well. Like when he says we've got to put the we got to put the energy in the fusion reactor, and then it didn't work for a bit. And then it worked and you see from where the fuel is dripping in into like the fuel spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it zooms out a little bit more and it's like it's like the light beam at the back of the of the Falcon and then that like flies off. Like yeah. that was really interesting. You get to see like the interior of a part of the ship that you've never seen before. Yeah. There were a lot of really cool points 
definitely. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that. And I and I do think that I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed um, Rogue One. Yep. Because Rogue One just didn't seem... Rogue One's characters weren't as fleshed out, yes. I don't think. That that was the major point of difference. Where this mm. is, you've got Han Solo and you've got Chewbacca, so you're a little bit more thinking, "Oh, this is my Star Wars." Yeah. Whereas with Rogue One, you're going, "All right, how's this person going to get picked off, and how's this person going to get picked off?" Which is the same thing that I thought about this, and I was happy to see that not all the characters got picked off, and even some that you thought were picked off aren't turned out to be picked off. Yeah, we'll get to that in spoilers at the end. But like, I liked. I like Paul Bettany. I like Donald Glover, Amelia Clark. Woody Harrelson is playing Woody Harrelson as he always does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also thought Chewie is really good. Like the new person that's playing Chewbacca is like absolutely nailing it. Yeah. I I really like Han um, and Chewie's um div- like their meeting and relationship because I I don't know it felt genuine to me that they're they're sort of how they meet and how they become friends. There's a lot of talk about if there's going to be a solo sequel do you think there will be and what do you think that's going to be well i i don't think there's a solo sequel i think there's a trilogy of you know or some people are saying the crimson dawn trilogy but i immediately after Mm -hmm. seeing the big spoiler um (laughs) at the end there is a a surprise appearance of a hologram of darth maul who has robotic legs who darth maul oh sorry maul who who (laughs) maul I'm sorry, I literally didn't watch the second half of Phantom Menace. I have no idea who that is. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was very excited to see that. I really was. I I really, really really was. I liked it. I didn't necessarily like the fact he he grabbed his lightsaber and then opened it for no reason just to show you that he still has it. (laughs) I I hated that so much. We know who you are. No one else looks like you. (laughs) We don't need to see... See, we don't need a vroom, and then, yeah. wait for it, vroom, a second yeah. one. Ooh. <laughs> it's, I think, I don't know, maybe they just wanted it so they could have a lightsaber somewhere in the movie, because there wasn't any otherwise. See, I hated that. That was the one thing that I was like, I threw my hands up in the air at the cinema, because I was ready. I made the big call yeah. that Solo was going to be the first Star Wars film with no lightsabers in it. Oh, okay. And I was like, we were getting to the end, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Han Solo doesn't know anything about the Force. He doesn't know, he just is a scoundrel. He doesn't know anything about any of this shit. And then the vroom happened, and I'm going, damn it. Like, I... I was so ready to be like, I called it. Here we go. No, no lightsaber, but there yeah. was one, and it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw it, because I had fallen asleep. Oh yeah, that must have really fucked you up. Yeah, well, when I first saw that, I kind of thought we were entering the third act, <laughs> not oh. the fight. And so I thought, okay, and now they're going to go fight Darth Maul. This is going to be kind of cool, I guess. And then they uh-huh. didn't, and I'm like, what? What? Why did they introduce Darth Maul? And then it mo- the moment after the cinema, I was like, okay, it clicks. They're making an Obi-Wan movie. It makes sense. Obi-Wan, like, now Darth Maul, they're setting him up to be the villain for the Obi-Wan movie or the, the Boba Fett movie or whatever. And so I'm yep. pretty sure there's not going to be a Solo 2. It's going to be Kenobi and then it's going to be Fett or whatever. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this Han Solo. If if we get more of it in the yeah. future, that'd be great. 
But yes, I, d- I don't think that Han Solo is going to be taking on Darth Maul into the future. No. I, obviously, that's not going to happen, but I wouldn't mind seeing a, a sequel for this, I suppose, because yeah. I like all the fundamental characters that they've got here. I would love to see more, um, especially Han, Chewie, and Lando gallivanting yes. about. Yeah, the good. Yeah, I de- definitely want to see Lando again, and I definitely want to see Han's confrontation with Kira and see what happens there because I think that's a really interesting dynamic now, where she's going to become his yeah, villain, so, villain essentially. So all of that adds up to there potentially being a sequel here. It's not really like massively sequel baiting. I have some bad news. Okay, I have some insider knowledge. I've done my research. Yes, about why the Darth Maul reveal isn't as cool as you think it is oh right and this is a shame this is a shame because at the end of phantom menace i hear because i don't know he gets his body ripped in half in the in the film though in the television series star wars rebels uh he comes back he's got some spider legs for some reason Mm -hmm. He, he then he has normal robot legs and uh they fight for a bit and then he disappears for a bit and you can argue that what we see in Solo is after they fight for a bit, but before he disappears for a bit. Yeah. So, he's still active. But then, spoilers for Star Wars Rebels, he dies. Oh. Again. To, oh. Yeah, to Kenobi. Yeah. He just is fighting out in the middle of the desert or something with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi absolutely destroys him in, like, two swipes done and dusted this could have been really cool mm. with darth maul if he would if he would have come back and be like a big overarching villains of all the a star wars stories and no longer be part of the main line but we know that he's dead and and it's not in the film it's in something else so if we do see him continue on in legacy in film it's going to be for a small little tidbit here it's going to be like Thanos, but without the Thanos movie happening. Like, he was just going to be <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah. But without Infinity War, which is the best part of that entire arc. I, I did know about Spider Darth Maul. <laughs> I've heard about that. <laughs> um, I didn't know that he was he dies in the Rebels, which is... So, it's a shame to know that. But a lot of people speculate, because it was apparently such a good arc in the Rebels trilogy, I thought, like, some people thought that maybe they're just going to recreate it, perhaps, but... I know it's canon, so I don't know. But yeah, like, and I know that um, Ben Kenobi, you know, was a big part of his arc and that Darth Maul had such a hatred for Kenobi because he had initially chopped him in half. And so I thought, I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense that in the next Kenobi movie, he's going to be a part of that. I don't know, man. Like, it could it could have been very cool. And maybe if it was someone else, it could have been very cool. They Like, one of the big points of Solo that a lot of people were pissed off about is like, why is this being made? Mm, because yeah. we know where Han Solo ends up. All the characters that you introduce, we're just going to get them watch. We're going to watch them get picked off, and then they kind of did something different. Sure, with with Amelia Clark's betrayal and with the reveal of Darth Maul again. Mm. But now they're they're doing that again by bringing back a character that we also know is going to die. I think it's kind of interesting. Now, under now having seen Solo, why they wanted to make it because it's clearly, it's clearly some sort of like kickoff point for some new like in in between trilogies set of movies they're making. Kenobi and yeah. Fett are also going to take place in the same time frame. It, it's interesting, like they've made Solo as sort of the first movie to kick off that arc, 
so like you you expect to see maybe Kira and you know some of the characters introduced like uh Enfys Nest and stuff in maybe future mm-hmm. future movies but not necessarily see Solo so like they've just used Solo as the main protagonist in this movie to kickstart other characters arcs which I think is a kind of it's a good idea because I didn't I, I liked this little origin story I thought it was it worked well as an origin story for Han Solo it's not I don't think it's the best film overall mm. but I agree that it's it's fine it's fine for a, for an origin <laughs> story and and it's fine for these new characters especially with someone like Enfys Nest mm. yes you're right I completely forgot about that point <laughs> that yeah. that entire character I thought she'd be great um as an Aloy in Horizon Zero oh, Dawn. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. She does look a bit like that. Yeah, definitely. I've got another point. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of L3? Uh, I like L3. I I don't like the idea of every a Star Wars stories having a sassy robot. Oh, okay. That's not like every other robot. Yeah. I thought that her thing being like, you know, for equality... And for um, f- the freedom of the droids was very funny and yeah. very good. Yeah, I like that a lot. I liked that there was the bit where Lando gets up out of the out of the cockpit and he says, "Do you need anything?" And then she goes, <laughs> "Equal rights." And then he like rolls his <laughs> eyes. That's very yeah. funny. That's yeah. very funny. I, so like she was she was much better than the uh, the Sheldon Cooper of the um, the last Star Wars story, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rogue One, but. Yeah. What I what I didn't like is how after she died and they put her consciousness into the ship to help with the navigation system, I hate how Lando was just super cool with not having the ship anymore. Right. He literally loved that robot. Yeah. And then she's like still like kind of aware. And then he's just like, oh, go on, this rascal who I actually hate, you can have it. You can have my girlfriend as well basically he he doesn't willing he doesn't willingly give han the ship and that that's kind of i thought that's why it makes sense in empire strikes back when you meet lando he says like what have you done to my ship like i love that ship you know like so even though han took it takes it off in fair and square with the game lando kind of respects han enough to say okay well you can have it but i love that ship don't you do anything bad to it i guess so but i just think that if i if if I was madly in love with somebody and they're kind of aware through an object, I would be a little bit less cool with just kind of letting the object go. Yeah, I guess so. But I think, I think it was a, it was an, I liked it because it was an unexpected um, origin to why Lando loves the ship so much. (laughs) And yes. And I also like how um, the first time, like he keeps it in such pristine condition for so long and the first time that mm. Han has it it's turned to shit and then 30 years later when they meet up again it's still turned to shit like Han Solo has literally never cleaned up after that first castle yeah. run <laughs> <laughs> and you also learn how the the little gap in the in the Millennium Falcon comes to be there which is interesting you don't expect that what little gap um you know how the Millennium Falcon design there's like a gap in the front of the ship Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Yeah, and it's because it was an escape pod that they fired off into the into the moor. Oh yeah! Oh great! Yeah. So there's lots of little things that they like. They don't really draw attention to it, but it's there. Mm. Have you noticed that we haven't really been talking much about 
like the climax of the film, which is the entire Kessel sequence. Oh yeah. Like there's, I just, I didn't care. It like, it's not that I, sorry, I shouldn't say I don't care. It's just that it was kind of bland and it's the same thing with the prequels in the first place that a lot of people were having issues saying, we don't need to see the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars were cooler in our heads when we thought about what the Clone mm. Wars were. To see it yeah. in canon and it's not very cool is really shitty. So, to see the Kessel mm. Run is kind of like, oh, it's just you're in a tunnel and then you fly into the part of the tunnel that has a heap of debris and then there's a monster and you escape yeah. the monster and then you leave, you know? Yeah, well, I, I agree. I agree the first time I saw it, but I... I disagree. I really like that part because it had a black hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I like. I understand. I understand that. <laughs> and, of course. And I don't know. I I love the idea of weird space stuff. So when I see, oh, there's this there's this weird tunnel thing that you can't just hyperspace through, and you have to fly through it, and you know they fly Imperial ships through it, and it's you know really tightly packed in that little tunnel. I thought, oh, that's so cool. I love big space stuff. Like that, and then they have to fly into the the darkness of that space. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> scary space stuff!" And then, and then, "Ooh, a giant monster!" Like really, really big. I love giant space monsters. Yeah, that can just fly around in space. That's cool. <laughs> You're known for it. And then it was getting sucked into a. They call it a gravity gravity well, but we know it's a black hole. <laughs> well, I, I, that's that's my. It looks like one anyway, yeah. and I like that. It's your it's your head cannon. <laughs> yeah, I really like that sequence. I thought, oh yes, awesome space stuff, and oh my god, it's the Kessel Run. But yeah, when they first mentioned, oh, we're going to Kessel, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you're doing that right. Mm. Weird, yeah. but but yeah, no second time second time around, I was on board. I loved it. All right, do you want to do you want to wrap it up with some grading? We sure can. I'm I'm giving it a a high distinction. Ugh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although that you that are tr- absolutely off your chops, mate. <laughs> you gotta watch it again, mate. You gotta watch it again. Uh, if I'm watching anything again, I'm watching Infinity War. I'm not dropping another thirty dollars on this, but I could be dropping another. <laughs> now wait, 30. wait for DVD. Okay. Wait for DVD, but definitely watch it again because I think I think uh, pre preconceptions, like public conceptions for this one, definitely affected it a lot. Okay, and they affected box office by the looks of it too. All right. Yeah, yeah, no, I mm. I heard that it's the number one movie in the world and it's a disappointing <laughs> it's a disappointing come yeah. up. Uh yeah. I'm going to grade it a credit. Yeah. I am going to give it a credit because they explained how Han Solo got his name. Uh that was dumb. Yeah, didn't care for that. Um <laughs> I don't I don't care how he got his gun. Um mm-hmm. and I am they didn't explain how he got his vest, which I wanted to see the most, and they didn't show that. <laughs> so they showed all the dumb shit, like why his name is Han Solo. Like, he has a dad. He mentions that he has a dad in the film. Yeah. Yeah, that's his true. His dad probably has a name. Just say a name. Um, but isn't it like medieval where um, peasants don't have last names? You know? Well, then why were they letting like him a- become a pilot if he's just a peasant? No, because because they let anyone join a war. They're just soldiers. Uh, They're cannon fodder. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Just show me where he got his vest. (laughs) Yeah, you you pinpointed the two origin bits that don't... No one cares for it. Like, you don't need to know why he's called Solo, and you don't need to know why he got his gun. Yeah. Maybe in the sequel, they'll show some Greedo. Yeah. Oh, true, true. They did... They mentioned a... There was some sort of line about shooting first. 
I can't remember what it was, but oh, it didn't felt, feel forced. He literally shot first middle of a sentence at the end. <laughs> like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was waiting. I was so waiting because he like ran up to him. I'm not going to say who, just in case spoilers, but he ran up to the guy and he like held him in his arms. And I was like, oh, clearly this was like a sniper shot taken from somewhere else. No, it was just, it was just Han just shooting him in the heart. <laughs> like yeah. out of nowhere yeah. middle of the sentence don't even wait for him to finish his monologue mate just bang straight off and then you've got your, your people that yeah. are still saying oh but the official canon version of Star Wars is that they shot at exactly the same time and for whatever reason Han Solo moved his head a little bit to the left <laughs> no 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 just straight up just shot him right in the heart middle of the sentence what a madman <laughs> I like that me too actually it, it, he, he literally he took his he actually took Woody's advice um and you know, didn't didn't wait around for monologues and just you know took the first step. Mm. So it was good. Great, great stuff. Okay, yeah, credit for me. High distinction for you. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I was just gonna say the trailer. Oh yeah, uh, the trailer. Yep. Just just quickly. Uh didn't think it was very good. No, the first trailer uh, sucked, and the second one kind of made it a little bit better. But it, overall, they were pretty bland. The first trailer was so. Sh- the first trailer was so strange. It was like it was like a montage of. Of things that they say they say in the movie, but they don't really connect. Like they were just lines from the movie put together and edited together, but they don't make like a story or anything. They just they're just strung together. Like here's something that one character says, and here's something another character says. It was really weird. Mm. But they did they did try to bait and switch you by saying the plot line is, oh, I heard of a big crime boss putting together a crew, and that was. But it's that's actually just sequel bait. Yeah, that's or, your. You know, wait, is that supposed to be Jabba? Yeah. Okay. All right. I know Star Wars. We assume. Yep. Good on you. <laughs> Why am I so hot and heavy about yeah. Star Wars? I only started watching it two years ago. <laughs> I know, but you've got su- you've got such big opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, great. All right, let's. Uh, do you want to play a game? Yeah, sure, do. I really do. All right, let's play a game. All right. It is. Little game called Critically Acclaimed versus Critically Lame. We have two films uh, that I've written a haiku of their synopsis each, and you have to tell me which of the haiku describes a movie with a a good good critically acclaimed behind it and good reviews, and another one which has bad reviews, no good. Mm. Okay. Um, so the first one is hit me. Normal everyday guy proves he's more than nothing by making a couch. Okay. Yep. Sure. And the sec the second one is journalist seeks truth of an impersonator disguised as a singer. Disguised as a singer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of those sound interesting. <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> Do you, you know what either of them are? No, no. I was when you started talking about journalists and a disguise, I I did think this could be Man of Steel or something, or Superman, the originals with Lois Lane being a journalist, I think, and mm, Clark Kent yep. being someone in disguise. But as far as I'm aware, Superman does not sing, though he probably does have the voice of an angel. Uh, so, no, I don't know what mm. either of these are. How can a movie be based around someone building a couch? <laughs> it's just it's just one it's just one point. It, oh, it's okay. not the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. All right. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's 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 a it's a part. It's a significant part of the movie, but it's not the whole plot. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh boy, I'm absolutely racking my brain about what either of these could be. Um, is yeah. 
I'm going to say, now this might be the basic choice, but I might say that the couch one is bad uh-huh. and the singing one is good because if they have actual musical elements in it, mm-hmm. uh, in which like there is an actual character that's singing, if it's an original song, um, musicals usually come off quite well. Mm-hmm. See, see Grease and Pitch Perfect and whatnot. So I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that the second haiku that you spoke about the uh, journalist and the singer is critically acclaimed, and uh-huh. the character that built a couch is a critically lame film. <laughs> the character, I love the way you phrase that. The character that built a couch yeah. is a bad film. <laughs> uh, you are a big wrong boy today. No, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, usually so good. I'm thinking that you're going to bloody double cross me like the characters do in Solo every two minutes. <laughs> thinking that the obvious one was going to actually be the not obvious one. But no, uh, you got me. That's sometimes what I do. Mm. Yeah. Um, I nearly screwed up there because I definitely knew that the good film was a good film. But, and I, but the bad film, I just looked up the synopsis wrote a haiku, and then I was like, hang on a second, did it actually get bad reviews, or do I just think it would, was bad? But luckily, I looked up, and it does have a bad review. Oh, okay. Thankfully. <laughs> okay, but great. It- <laughs> okay, so, so what are these films? Let's discuss. So, the, the critically acclaimed film is Normal Everyday Guy Proves He's More Than Nothing by Making a Couch, and that is The Lego Movie. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, there you go. And it's and it's so it's such an accurate description because he the, literally the plot is he is so normal that he has to prove he's, you know, special and he does that when he makes a double decker couch. And everyone is like, "Hey, you're actually kind of clever." I think that there's some people listening to this that knew that one like and they would have heard it and gone <gasps> yeah like i i hadn't seen that since i saw it in the cinemas but it's something i definitely want to revisit i think a lot of our listeners have revisited that so good on you if, if you guys listen yeah i revisited the other night and boy what a good film it is i i like it so much better than when we first saw it it's like all the humor in it is genuinely very very clever awesome I'm, i think i'm definitely gonna revisit and it, it soon yeah. is that is that I th- miller is that those yeah, boys? Yeah, L- Lord and Miller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I watched it, because I was so hype about Solo. Uh, did you see, actually, <laughs> that Lord Miller got a credit spot, like, in the uh, in the title credits, not the rolling credits? Yeah, they did. They got executive producers, because mm. they put money into it. And do you know what? Um, uh, I heard, I see so many people online going, oh, Ron Howard did such a good job, thankfully he saved it. And that makes me mad, because... I know that that Lord and Miller did at least 70% of the film before they were fired, and then Ron Howard came in to just finish it up and do a few reshoots. Okay. So I do, And apparently a lot of the film is still lo- what Lord and Miller shot. I see. Which So it, I, I dislike that Ron Howard gets the credit, because even my boss said, like, wow, they actually gave Ron Howard the credit? That's weird. Ah, uh, okay. Like, that's, how, that's how much, like, apparently, you know, he didn't really do. And he gets the director's credit. It's it's strange, but yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe. Um, you, yeah. Do you think that they could potentially have another another go at some creative decisions if there is a sequel, or are they gone for good? Um, I I reckon they're gone for good because because the like Kasdan and Co didn't didn't um want them on board. I think because they were 
changing too many things or too many things from the script. Yep. So I doubt they're going to get another go at Star Wars, which is a shame, but yeah. But I hope I think they they've signed on to make other movies, so like other projects. So I'm excited for them. Yes. And the other movie, the critically uh bad film, mm-hmm. is Journalist Seeks Truth of an Impersonator Disguised as a Singer. Uh, that is the Hannah Montana the movie. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. I really, I really... <laughs> of course, of course it's someone disguised as a singer. Of course that's Hannah Montana. There's no one else yeah. that could have possibly been. I, yeah, I was I was like looking up Disney movies and I was like, do I do Camp Rock? <laughs> that, do I do that or do? And I was like, no, Hannah Montana. Like that's a generally, you know, I can I can sell that as a plot line because it's like a a lady who is pretending to mm-hmm. be another lady. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot deeper than we gave it credit for when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. You a big loser today. Thanks, thanks, man. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Do you want to play another game? Uh, we've got some time. Do you want to play another one? Yeah, I love playing games. Okay, let's play Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yes, this now this is after last week's. Uh, this is going to be my favourite segment because we're going to just talk about Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. I think we might. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> let's yeah. let's start with. Uh, okay, so actually, we, I should explain. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the fruit is a cute. Is the official name of the game in which I present Ollie five films and he tells me within five percent what that movie has as a percentage score on the website Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm going to start off with mm-hmm. Space Jam. Space Jam. Ah, do you know what? I, I want to slam, Ollie. I, I looked it up recently. Um, so I think I think it could be 43%. 43%. You're within 5%. It's uh, 38%. Yes. Nice. And yeah, like so many people love it for nostalgia. Oh, I absolutely but adore apparently it. Apparently if you go back and watch it. Yeah, apparently if you go back and watch it, you'll dislike it. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm saying it now. No, don't. Okay. I've, ne- um, I've never seen it, so I have no personal attachment and I I revel in others finding out that it's bad. <laughs> um this one I thought would be very funny to do, but um <laughs> it's it doesn't have a rotten tomato score, but it does have a user score on the website, so I'm using it anyway. Jumpers for goalposts which is the live at what? Wembley film of Ed Sheeran's concert at Wembley Stadium <laughs> that lasted for three days. He performed three nights at completely filled out uh, Wembley Stadium, which is one of the biggest stadiums in the world, three days straight, and they filmed it, and they released it as a cinema release, which I watched in the cinema. So what percentage do you think that got? I almost from feel a, like you audience. can't do this. I feel like you can't do this, but... You have, <laughs> and you have actually seen it in the cinema, so maybe it counts. Yeah, it definitely um, counts. Wait, baby. So, so, so there's no critic score; it's just an audience score. Yes, it's just the audience score. That should be a clue. Um, ninety. Exactly ninety, baby. Very, wow. very wow. good. There we go. <laughs> the audience love Ed Sheeran, and they're the only ones going online to write reviews, so it must be high. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, yep. Superman 3 from 1983. Superman 3. Why do you do this to me? Why do you give me films? I've never... never Like, I know they exist. 
but I've never heard anything about them. What do you mean you haven't heard anything from Superman 3? We're doing a podcast about Han Solo. You should know if Superman 3 was considered one of the best in the game or worst in the game by now. (laughs) I know people liked the original Supermans, but they didn't like Superman 4 Quest for Peace, and apparently that ended it. I would say maybe 65%. No. Oh, Very no. far off. It's uh, one of the <laughs> it's one of the bad ones, unfortunately. That's um Oh no. Okay. 20, 25% is Scott. And I can tell ah. that it's bad because it doesn't have um a score on IMDB between six or t- uh eight. It's uh, <laughs> it's less than that, it's four point nine, so Yeah, definitely mm. bad then. Um okay. Yeah. Now this is a new film. Um Yep. I'm pretty sure it's already like out on DVD, so it's not one that we can see in the cinema. I very highly doubt we're ever going to see it or talk about it. So, uh, 2018's Braven, starring Jason Momoa. Oh, no. You can't do that one to me, because I am on Rotten Tomatoes right now looking at the Lego Movies percent, and oh. new on DVD this week is Braven with 76%. percent oh, i am sorry. okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I had I- never heard of it. I literally <laughs> I just saw it there. <laughs> I literally wasn't going to give it to you until you said, "Oh, let's talk about Ice Age." And I thought that movie's set in the snow, so we can talk about Ice Age. <laughs> but fine. But fine, I'll move on to my to my other one and I'll have to come up with an extra one um very quickly. Um okay, uh, 1995's Goldeneye. Yeah. James Bond Ooh. 007 Goldeneye baby. With uh, Pierce Brosnan. It sure was his is. first one, I believe. I don't the know. The best singer in Mamma Mia. Ah, okay. Um, I reckon. I reckon Goldeneye got about 78. Hmm. Ooh, 78, you say? That's exactly yes. right. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm on the money. On the money you're doing, today. You're doing really well. I can, yeah. I'm, I'm so, it's like, I'm so quick at analysing what the the zeitgeist of the time would have been thinking of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, and last one, to wrap us up, we're over time now, so let's get it over and done Mm -hmm. with. This is one Mm -hmm. that I think you will know the answer to. 2016's Hail Caesar. Now, I'm sure you know why I picked this one. Yes, because this has um, Alden blah, 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 blah in it. Um, It sure does. The... The Han Solo man. And this this is the movie and the reason why I thought he would be good in Han Solo, because he's really good in this. Um, yep. I think Hail Caesar got maybe 76. No, unfortunately, mm. it's a little bit oh, higher no. than that. 85. Ah, okay. It's, a, it's such a weird... Coleman Brothers, I don't know if you've seen many of their movies, but it's strange because it's just like... It's like a series of scenes, especially this movie. It's a series of scenes that don't... They kind of connect, but each scene has, like, a new actor in it that's famous, but then they're never in it again. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's something I actually, I do think I'm, I want to watch because I've heard only I think you would things. enjoy it. Yeah. You would enjoy it for a lot of the scenes, but then there's some scenes which are just like, what is going on exactly? How is this the plot? But yeah, it's good. I like it. Righto. Okay. And lastly, I know this is number six, but I forgot yeah. that we should do this. But what do you think Solo is currently sitting at? I think you might have oh, seen this oh, as I do. well. I kind of know. I think it's like 76 or something. 
Oh, I'm going to give that to you. It's at 71, and that's within five. So, congratulations, Ollie. Ah, okay. Yay, hooray. I'm real good. Hey, I've got a question for you just before we wrap up. Mm. Without thinking, without thinking, right? Just like the rest of the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and and just say as quickly as you po- possibly can, yeah. rank the Star Wars films excluding the prequels. Oh, okay. Um from uh from worst to best or from best to worst um shit okay um go go empire strikes back yep the last jedi uh a new hope force awakens um return of the jedi uh solo uh and then rogue one good stuff good stuff thank you <laughs> and 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 you did, and did I've done that to you because I know that uh, I know that people are so get so fanatic about Star Wars that now everyone knows your opinion about them. Oh and no! And you'll be per- you'll be persecuted, and I'm not answering mine. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's only gonna be me. <laughs> you've, you've done me a real trauma uh, here, Ollie. I'm gonna never hear the yeah, end of that. Yep. <laughs> oh, um, and now, um, and now we end the show. Okay, <laughs> great. Well. Uh, well, <laughs> if you managed to make it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Um, this is a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema. So if you're very much into cinema, you might like to get in contact with us. You can do that by heading over to our Gmail account and shooting us an email. Uh, and you can do that by going to uh, ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook, give us a like, write us a review, or give us a little comment about what we should talk about next. And that is facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast. Follow us on Twitter. That is twitter.com slash ignorance is pod. And uh, we also have a Tumblr account now run by our good friend Eden Andrews. Uh, she's posting high quality art. She's writing her own opinions about the films that we're talking about. She's reblogging some cool special effects stuff about heaps of the stuff. So you can go there and have a little bit of a deeper understanding of what we thought about our films. And you can follow that at ignorance is this podcast.tumblr.com. That's the end of the plugs. Ollie, yep. as we like to finish every episode with a haiku, yep. this episode is no different. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you hear me tippy-tapping on the keyboard just then? Yes, of course I did. That's why I tried to get it as quickly, try to get through the plugs as quickly as possible. Because a lot of the time I give you, I try to do it really slowly so you can think of something on the spot because you always forget to do the haikus. But this time I'm not letting you get off that bloody easy, mate. So off your... Off your part. Alright, here's my here's my haiku about the, the film we watched this week, and it goes like this. Scott, wow, your rankings of Star Wars films is bad. You suck. Solo was good. Oh no. <laughs> it started already. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, Australia.